Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and this week in production, we're talking Final Cut Pro. This week in production is produced by Art Aldrich. The thoughts and opinions expressed here are undoubtedly his own. You can reach Art at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. This is Don McGee. To book me for voiceovers, please call 908-451-6760. Thanks. Why are we talking Final Cut Pro on December 9th, 2022? That's a good question. One, it's on the top of my mind because I'm spending now every day, all day, inside of Final Cut, editing all of the jobs that I have shot this past year, and they're all stacked up, and I'm trying to get them out the door. That involves multicam editing, color correction, you know, audio sweetening, you know, all the things that normally go into producing a, um, a finished piece, nothing extraordinary. But I was thinking about Final Cut and when it would be updated, when there might be new Apple hardware, namely a Mac Pro. But as I was thinking about all of these things, I, I really stepped back for a minute and I said to myself, what is missing that would make my workflow better? And maybe missing is not the right word. What could be improved in Final Cut that would make my workflow, my life as an editor better? And I have a few things. I have a small list of things that would really go a long way into just making it more efficient for me to work inside of Final Cut. The first is I would like full-time video scopes. Waveform monitor, vector scope, I would like it on an iPad that I could put to the side and it would just always be on. I don't wanna to have to share the window with the multicam viewer. I just want dedicated scopes inside of Final Cut. Seems to me that that's a reasonable request. In that same vein, I would like a full-time audio mixing surface, maybe on an iPad like Logic Pro 10 has, and just let me mix either lanes or tracks. I just, I want some fader control for my audio. Now, if it was hardware surface, that would be even better. I would love to have a tactile mixing surface that would work with Final Cut, that would work with lanes. Because when I do my editing, I do, I mix down my audio into lanes and I have dialogue, I have ambient, I have music, I have effects. Let me be able to ride those lanes in real time with a, you know, mixing surface, whether it's virtual or tangible. Another thing that I really feels like an Achilles heel of Final Cut is the way that it handles uh, media, source media, especially as you're working on big projects and you need to start trimming the library size down. My client is working on a big job that we shot this past year. It's now six terabytes. It's like a featured doc length edit. 
And yes, in the beginning, they had all these interviews, they had all these pieces, but now as they're getting down towards the final cut, the library needs to be slimmed so they can work efficiently. And it's not easy to do. Final Cut is still media managing, you know, entire source clips, things like that. It needs a better media reduction method. I don't know how else to say it, but it just needs to be built into Final Cut and it needs to work better than it does now. I mean, of course, faster audio waveforms are always, always welcome. I think on the Mac Studio in, you know, Final Cut Pro 10.6X, I do think it's better. I spoke last week about how I love the uh, the voice isolation tool that's available for Apple Silicon. I I would always say make the audio waveforms draw faster. Always say that. Take it fast as it can go. Another thing that I spend a lot of time doing is exporting to different formats. Uh, I might have anywhere from 30 to 40 edits that need to be output at the same time. I need to send them out as ProRes. I need to send them out as H.264. I do that in compressor. Faster encoding, always welcome. I mean, how about improving the, the compressor cluster? I've used this for many years with minimal success minimal gains. I would really like to see that part of compressor and maybe Final Cut working better. I think that if I could take five Mac Minis or five Mac Studios and just have that all being tuned to mass encoding at blistering speeds, I, I would sign up for that all day long. Frame.io is something I use all the time in my workflow. And one nice thing about Frame.io is it will take a project, a timeline, and it will let you spit it out as individual source clips that were dropped into the timeline. And it does that by exporting a movie and an XML file, and then it has the ability to parse that out into the individual pieces with all of the original metadata clip names, things like that. It's a great feature. I just like to have it not locked into Frame.io. How about Final Cut letting me export a, a timeline, a project as source files? That would be awesome. What about captioning? The ability to take the audio and turn it into transcription uh, maybe for editing as well, but for use in captioning. I mean, captioning is something that I'm getting a lot of requests for, and everything going online really now needs uh, on-screen captions. And why not have that built into Final Cut? It would make it a very, very well-rounded tool. That's really, it's that's not a big list. And I'm quite happy with where Final Cut Pro is now. You know, could it be better? Yes. Will it be better? Hopefully. Um, you know, looking back at the history of Final Cut since June of 2011, they've updated the app 43 times. That averages out about 3.3 updates per year. I think in 21, there were five updates to Final Cut. In 2022, there's been four updates. 
And the most frequent time for Apple to release an update has been in the October, November, December timeline. And of course, this is conveniently close to the Final Cut Pro Global Summit LA event. Final Cut Global Summit used to be something at the Apple campus. I've talked about it many times, and it was a wonderful event. It sort of lost its way, and this year they blew it up and did it as a local road show, which, and the tracks, just nothing about it seemed interesting. But this LA event, out of all the ones they did in the US, this LA event seems more tuned to editors with the tracks that they have. They've got the Ripple training, Steve Martin and Mark Spencer there. Those guys are always great, but the tracks seem much more diverse than the other cities. And of course, it is in the backyard of Apple. So if there were to be an Apple Final Cut Pro update, I think the Global Summit would be a good place to do it. They've done it before, but th that was when it was at the Apple campus. So it's convenient that it could be updated during this time frame. I don't know that it will. And this also begs the question, you know, the Mac Pro, where is the new Mac Pro? Now, I don't think we're going to see a Mac Pro in 2022. I mean, we may, eh, maybe 25% chance that we hear about it. Maybe hear some specs. We're probably looking at WWDC next year, June, for an actual shipping machine. Could be way off. I have no inside information about this. I'm just talking out of my arse. But that's my my feeling. But, I, you know, Apple maybe could just tease us with what's coming or talk about what's coming and say, you know, later in 23. Wouldn't completely shock me. But this is all timely because the 13th of December is when the, the global summit is and, and maybe all of this stuff will manifest itself at that time. I mean, I'm not, I'm not unhappy with anything I have in the Final Cut universe. I'm not looking to edit in DaVinci Resolve. They did release a DaVinci Resolve for the iPad. Not sure how I feel about that. I haven't seen it. I'm not really sure what the benefits are. I don't know that I would like to edit like that or not. I, I don't know. I'd have to see it. Do I think that Final Cut Pro 10 was built for a single monitor screen like an iPad? Yes, I do. I think the way that the window layout is restricted, I think maybe they thought it would happen sooner. Maybe they, you know, didn't have the horsepower in the original uh, iPads back then to to do it, but maybe that was the future vision. I do think that it will happen at some point that it'll be on an iPad, maybe, you know, tied to some kind of cloud service from Apple. You know, you have all the iCloud storage, storage in the cloud is cheap. So maybe there is some, you know, a la Adobe's camera to cloud. Maybe there's an Apple version of that where, I don't know, maybe it's limited to the to the iPhone. You shoot on the iPhone, it goes up to the cloud, and then it comes down on your 
iPad for lightweight proxy editing and then you finish on your Mac in Final Cut Pro? Don't know. Um, and then let's talk a minute about the Mac Pro. You know, what, what can they really do at this stage with it? M2 Ultra, M2 Max? I Yes, I mean, obviously they can do that, but I don't feel like they're exploiting the potential of the chips they have now. So what would be the purpose of bringing faster chips, more cores, unless they're really going to tune Final Cut Pro to take advantage of it. And I don't think we're there yet. I don't think where Final Cut Pro 10.6.5 is now is really tuned for Apple Silicon. Yes, there's a few little things, but I think they can really go more with it. And I hope they do. I hope they go more. But in terms of the Mac Pro, you know, what do I want to see in that hardware? I mean, faster, yes. PCI slots, maybe. I I personally don't need a lot of expansion. The only thing I possibly would need in, in that PCI expansion might be a video capture or a video output card. And I certainly could do that in an expansion chassis. You know, the way Thunderbolt now works, Thunderbolt 4, we've got 40 gigabits of throughput. It's bi-directional. I looked at the Intel roadmap for Thunderbolt 5 or whatever they're going to call the next variation. It'll burst up to 120 gigabits, but it'll be really double what we have now in 4, so 80 gigabits bi-directional maybe with this burst to 120. Does that give you additional expansion? Probably, you know, you have more bandwidth, you can do things in chassis that don't need to be on the logic board. But I don't know if that's the way Apple Silicon works. I'm not sure how that process would need to function, but maybe that's something that is in the new Mac Pro and maybe that's why it's, you know, gonna be 2023, not, not really sure. But I'm pretty happy overall with the hardware that we have now. I, I can't imagine needing a lot more than what we have. So what do you think? What are your thoughts? What are your needs for Final Cut Pro 10.7 or Mac Pro 2023? Let me know this week in production at gmail.com. We'll talk about it on the next episode. But for now, December 13th, stay tuned, watch your Twitter feed, and we'll see if Apple gives us a little something for Christmas. For this week in production, I'm Art Aldridge. I'll see you next time.